the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. The following program is sponsored by Max Out Savings Advisors. The views expressed during the broadcast are solely for entertainment purposes and do not necessarily express the views of KNTH, its management, Max Out Savings Advisors, or its sponsors. Max Out Savings Advisors and members of the Max Out Savings team may or may not hold securities mentioned during the show. Plan for your prosperity. Prepare for your retirement. Safeguard your savings. And nurture your investments. This is the Max Out Savings Show with Ted Gioka, a presentation of Max Out Savings Advisors. Now, here's your host from Max Out Savings Advisors, Ted Gioka. Good Saturday morning and welcome to the Max Out Savings Show. I'm Ted Gioka and we are talking savings investments in your retirement. As always here on the Max Out Savings Show, our our model and our philosophy, and it should be your philosophy too, is to save aggressively and invest conservatively. That's the key to building up wealth over the long term. To save aggressively and invest conservatively, and we really uh, always want to, you know, bring that up uh, and, and talk about that. Uh, to to you've got to run conservative money, conservative investments, and conservative spending habits to build up a retirement and to build up wealth over the long term. And we really, uh, we, we, we sent out the max out savings report this week. And if you're not on the, on the, uh, on the report, let's go to our website. We have our new website. Well, I just put up and, uh, and, and so it looks fantastic. Go if you get a chance, go see it. But one of the things we write about in the report, which we, it, it, and you can sign up for the free report and we'll send it to you is that interest rates are really, They've been coming up, and, and they've been moving up not just the, sh- the short-term rate, but the uh, long-term rate as well. And we've seen the, the short-term rate go up to uh, up to about two po- on the two-year about two point five eight percent the other day, and 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 the long rates are moving up, and and and, and the thirty years close to a breakout. We'll see. We had a little rally the last couple of days in the markets, and uh, but rates are going up, inflation's going up, and we write about it in the in the report. And uh, I've started out really kind of talking in a report about the import. Look, now's the time. I, I, look, I think the cycle has flipped. And I, I think the end of deflation in the, in the end, uh, the, really the declining inflation over the last 30 years, it peaked in the late, in the early 80s, inflation did. Back then we were buying government bonds yielding 10% plus. If you took out a mortgage, it might be 8% and it might be 9 or 10%. And uh, to the to the point of two years ago, we saw the lowest rates in five thousand years in uh, the tree, around the, around the world, and it, it's just been it, it's been kind of remarkable uh, what's happened in the you know looking at some of these rates they, they've they've really kind of been starting they've really been starting to move up, and uh, the. I, I think we've seen the the end of the of the you know if the inflation trend has started rates have been going up for about two years uh, the the ten uh, year bottomed I want to say at about one point three percent something like that and uh, 
It's up around 3% today. The uh, In Germany and places like that, they had negative interest rates. In Swiss. I think Switzerland had negative, ten, negative rates for 10 years. Uh, and and so the the game has shifted the 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 deflationary game the declining inf- inflation game is over i mean we we saw it the last couple of weeks uh we've been seeing higher uh inflation numbers coming out uh we're listening to the conference calls we're hearing a lot of things about higher freight costs higher logistics costs higher wages higher oil prices uh higher interest rates, all of these things are inflationary. And, and, and so we're starting to see inflation. We, and we talked a little bit at the beginning of the, of the Max Outside Report of make sure you've got your your lending locked down with, with term loans where where they, they go for 10, 15, 20 years, 30 years in the future. So you lock in your rates as as much as possible. You know, I, I, I think going forward you want to try to amortize out your uh, – your your loans so so at the end they're paid off like a mortgage. Uh, I, I think that's been the great mistake out there is 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 there's not been enough mortgage debt taken on and there's been too much just general financing where the debt just stays there forever. And and we talk about this for retirement purposes as you get close to when you're going to retire <laughs> within a couple years of retirement. Really, you want to be able to have your debt paid off. And and so now's the time. Rates are starting to go up. Make sure your debt is amortized or mortgaged out so it goes down to close to zero at retirement. It's easier said than done. But 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 it's something to think. The, the inflationary trend has started. It's liable to be a 10, 20-year trend. These things don't move up. They they tend to kind of explode. We're kind of slowly going up for now. And it, but over the next 10 to 20 years, you're going to see more inflation, I think. And, and, and so I, I think within less time than that, within the next five, you'll probably see a currency blow up, probably a lot less than that even. But it uh, might be the yen. It might be the euro, more likely. It could be the, the Chinese yuan. It could be the dollar for all we know. You never know what's going to happen. But 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 the world is changing. The, the trend of the last 30 years is coming to an end. And this is something we, we, we write about uh, in in the report, and uh, among we you know we show you that the oil's going up, interest rates are going up, inflation's going up, the dollar's going up. All of these things are starting to happen. So a lot of interesting things are happening. By the way, we have Nomi uh, Prince coming on the show. She her she, uh, later uh, today. She's got a fantastic new book out called Collusion: How Central Bankers Rigged the World, uh, and uh, a fascinating book. So she'll be coming on later on in the show. So we, we've got a lot of really neat things going on. But uh so you want to stay tuned, but the, the but things are changing. The other thing we write about in the report, this has been a big theme of the show, and it's really uh, for 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 a, a number, I think six months or so now, really in the last three months is really we're making this shift from the financial world to the real world. And this is very exciting for the American people. It, uh, the, the, the financial world is asset prices, stock prices going up, uh, and the real world is wages going up, hiring people, getting jobs, new plant and equipment, increased spending in research and development, robotics, all these exciting things that make a real economy versus the financial economy. And, and whereas the, you know, the, the Fed can point out that, look, the stock market's up. What we want is we want people like Donald Trump that can point up, look, people are getting hired, they're getting wages, we have plant and equipment. It's two very different worlds. If, it, 
if you're on Wall Street, if you're a if 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 you're a uh, investment banker or a, a, a high level CEO, you want to live in the financial world where 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 the pushing up stock prices in 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 shuffling companies buying and selling companies that's great things are fantastic you're making a lot of money if you're a worker if 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 you have if you're a child for a future if 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 you're uh, uh if you're anywhere doing anything in the United States beyond that it's a pretty crappy place to be but excuse the language but for those people it's great whereas this people these people have a future. Their children have a future in the real world with hiring, with plant, equipment, research and development. A lot of exciting things are starting to happen, and you're seeing this. Uh, how many people are out there saying they can't find workers? This hasn't happened for a decade, and so things are changing. We're making the transition from the financial world, which should have never been, to the real world, again, which is the the core of the strength of the United States of America. That's how we always have played the game in the real world. The financial world, is it helps out, it, and it, it's part of the system, but it, it shouldn't be running the system, and, that, and that's, and, and hopefully uh, Nomi's going to be discussing that later in the show. So, so understand things are starting to change, but with that, you're seeing higher interest rates. With that, you're seeing more inflation. You're seeing a lot of things, uh, particularly what the Fed has done is planted the seeds for inflation in the future in a big way. And uh, and, and so you're seeing a lot of things starting to change out there. So you, you want to, with, with your retirement, with your retirement savings, your IRA, IRA rollover, you want to start planning for that in the in the future and 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 so it it's more this is the, the number one asset class so far this year has really been uh commodity prices uh going up uh oil prices really have they have really moved up uh, dramatically this year and so we're seeing a lot of 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 positive things in some sectors which is really great for Houston I mean people forget oil prices were about $66 or 78 right now on Brent crude and they were over eighty earlier in the week, and and so this this is something we will kind of want to kind of continue to watch and see what happens. But but understand when you when you're dealing with your retirement, you're likely going to have a twenty five to thirty year retirement. You know, there's people retiring at you know they hit twenty five years or thirty years and they can retire from working. Oh, I'm so tired of working. I've worked for thirty years. Well, you might be retired for thirty years. At that point, you say, "I'm so tired of being retired." But you know, so you have to understand. Well, if you take thirty year, take a thirty year time uh, frame, look at on a on a century calendar, and just overlay thirty years at any time, and you'd be amazed how the world changes over that changes over that thirty years. And so, this is something that I think is going to become more and more important for retirement management going forward. Is is how do you deal with these changes which are happening? And and look, we're coming to the end of of, of the era of the central banker, and uh, you know that is going to. And so, the idea of just riding the stock market up in the S and P five hundred, I think, is coming to an end. I think you can look at materially rapid more rapid changes in uh, and so you have to understand that with your retirement the the end the era of central banking is coming to an end you know just like communism in the end failed uh, you know central bankers to some extent central bankerism is really i mean it's almost like capitalism or communism i i, I think and and uh and, and so that's starting to fail and so so we're going to see more inflation, higher rates, uh, more more about the real economy, and it is going to start affecting. And you're going to have to be much more 
judicious on how you make investments because you're not going to be able to just ride a wave of 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 Federal Reserve money pouring into the economy and pushing up stock prices. And so this is going to change things a little bit. And, and so understand, you got to be a little more careful with your bonds because we've had 30 years of declining rates, which generally, as long as you held your bonds, they kept going up in value because rates kept falling. You know, they go up and down, but that's starting to change too. So a lot of interesting things are happening. Stick with the show. Stick with the newsletter. Uh, just go to our uh, website at maxoutsavings.com and uh, – you can sign up for the free newsletter. You can sign up. If you want to sit down and with me and uh, go over your financial situation, I'll be happy to do it. Just go to uh, maxoutsavings.com. You can request an appointment. we got our new uh, website, uh, Sam Malone's uh, 24, uh, his, Sam Malone's new media company. Uh, just put it together, and uh, it looks phenomenal. And uh, so it, it's something I think uh, you really want to take a look at. Just go to the website, maxoutsavings.com. By the way, this is a live show. Uh, you can give us a call. The uh, last segment of the show, we're going to be have uh, Nomi Prinz on uh, discussing the Federal Reserve and her new book, Collusion, uh, How Central Bankers Ruled the World. So if you want to get in, you have to get in now, 713-339-1070 here on the Max Out Savings Show. We'll be right back after this quick break. The Max Out Saving Show with Ted Gioka will return shortly. To speak with Ted Gioka now, call 713-339-1070. Back in a moment with the Max Out Saving Show. This is Ted Gioka, host of the Max Out Saving Show, one of Houston's most popular financial radio shows, celebrating over a decade on the air in Houston, Texas. With stocks at record high valuations and interest rates near record lows, you need to have your guard up. You need to have a plan to manage risk to your retirement. Do you? At Max Out Savings Advisors, we have a risk-based value investing approach to your retirement. If you would like some help managing your retirement, go to MaxOutSavings.com to set up an appointment. That's MaxOutSavings.com. Downtime with your family? That's good. Downtime for your hydraulics-enabled equipment? Not so good. Cranes, specialized haulers, bucket and digger trucks. When they're not working, you're losing ground and money. South Coast Hydraulics can monitor, service, and repair the hydraulic systems that keep your equipment working. South Coast can design and install hydraulic systems for mobile and industrial applications, tool or press systems, complete manufacturing lines. When you think hydraulics, think South Coast Hydraulics. SCHydraulics.com. Hi, I'm Sam Malone. You know me as the host of The Morning Show right here on AM 1070, The Answer. But I'm also the owner of Houston's cutting-edge media company called 512 New Media. At 512 New Media, we create amazing videos the companies use on their websites, telling their story in bold colors with exciting animation and graphics. At 512 New Media, we also shoot television commercials and instructional videos. And if you want to show off your business from the air, we're ready to go with our drone video aircraft. Let us help you create your media message. We're online at 512newmedia.com or call 281-822-8803. 512 New Media is Houston's only media creation and distribution company that's actually owned by someone who's currently on the air. 
and that gives us an incredible edge when creating content for consumers to use on their laptops, tablets, and smartphones. Standing by to create your message for 512 New Media, 512newmedia.com. The Max Out Saving Show returns now with your host, Ted Gioka. Welcome back to the Max Out Saving Show. We're talking savings, investments, in your retirement. Uh, and if, if you've got any questions or comments, you can give us a call at 713-339-1070 here on the Max Out Savings Show. The... Uh, by the way, uh, the the new uh, Max Out Savings Report, we just sent it out. If you didn't get your copy for whatever reason, uh, drop me an email or drop me an email at ted, T-E-D, at maxoutsavings.com. Or you can just go to the website, 512 New Media put this well, website together. That's Sam Malone's uh, media company. It looks phenomenal. Uh, it's maxoutsavings.com. And you go on there, you can sign up for the free report. It's free. We don't call you. We don't bother you. We don't ask for your phone. I don't know what we ask for, but we don't call you up. We don't bother you. It's a private list, and this is all you get uh, is the newsletter. And so uh, there's a really neat uh, – I put a a really neat uh, map on there of particulate pollution. And it shows the pollution around the world overlaid – in countries in the United States basically looks like some pristine country compared to other places. It's really pretty amazing. If you look at things like particulate pollution, how polluted many other parts of the world are compared to the United States. And I really, you know, we just hear so much about how the United States is destroying the planet. But if you actually look at the numbers, if you look at the research, it's not quite the case. And this is just another example. Uh, Right, right. A a lot of neat things about, uh, interest rates about the inflation there, there's there's some really interesting stuff in the in the report uh we got some charts in there to help you see see what's happening in the world kind of visually as well with so you can how would it affects your retirement and so just go to the website maxoutsavings.com it's maxoutsavings.com and one of the things we really talk about in the report is 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 this kind of the three horsemen of 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 rising inflation, rising oil prices, rising interest rates, and rising dollar, and how those are really starting to to affect markets around the world and, and, and in the United States. And, and I think this is sort of the start of things. The rising dollars really caused the the uh, Argentine currency to blow up, and now the Turkish lira to blow up. And it, you're starting to see these things kind of Happened like you know we we saw this with the Thailand problem in in uh, nineteen uh, in nineteen ninety eight and, and I think this really bears watching. The dollar continues to accelerate, and then we've had big problems in Europe with the uh, the European the new Italian government is really starting to to bring up some real you know issues to 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 you know what's going on in Europe and the the, the Italians are tired of being told what to do by a bunch of bureaucrats in Brussels. And they're fed up, and they have fifty percent unemployment in the uh, youth unemployment in in the southern part of Italy. The country isn't going anywhere, and yet things are booming in Germany. And Germany's make sure that they're taken care of, and basically is throwing the rest of Europe over the side of the boat. In 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 many of the the uh, Italian, the Greeks, and the Spanish people's minds, and some in France. And so, so this is kind of you're seeing. And this is just adding more fuel to, to fire to the to the dollar going up. And but you know the the this situation in Italy is is going to be very interesting, and it's really going to give a lot of 
pressure on the euro. It'll be interesting to see if the euro holds here or breaks up into two a, you know, a block of currencies based around Germany and then the rest of Europe. And, and so it's kind of just starting, but, the, you know, it's not a good situation. And, and so we're going to kind of watch that. Something else came out of Europe here. I think this might be a bigger story than people realize. Uh, this week, the uh, something called, have you heard of the GDPR? GDPR. It, it's it's the general data protection regulation that's come out of Europe, and this is why you're getting a number of emails uh, or, or different things when you use websites. They start they want you to go through the privacy issues and whether you want to have you want to uh, allow the company to collect. Whereas it used to be, can we collect cookies? Yes or no. If you if you if there's levels that they'll let you collect some information and not others. This is all coming about because of the. Uh, general data protection regulation of the Europeans. And 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 so this we've got a lot of emails because of the different websites we use wanting to, you know, comment on this. Some of the European, we get European research, European papers and different things, and they're all sending us all types of stuff which we can go through. And, and, and really we don't want them collecting any information from us. We 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 get the research. We, we pay for the magazine. Sometimes we don't, but or the, the papers and but and I don't mind advertisements, but I just don't want them following me around the internet and looking at what we're looking at. Uh we look at a lot of confidential stuff. Uh we have people send us a lot of confidential information and and, and it's even more than that. It's just it, it, I don't think it's a good idea to let these internet providers and these search engines and Facebook and different things build databases on you. I think I think it's going to be remarkably destructive and dangerous in the future. I I don't think anybody has any idea uh if i had a choice between living in in east germany and having the stasi listen to my phone calls or having facebook and google and stuff record everything i do including you know keeping copies of my texts and analyzing them and things i think i'd rather be in east germany and uh and people are going to one day understand where this is going it's going to allow these companies tremendous power to manipulate not people, but individual human beings to a level that's unseen in history. And so this is something we're going to have to continue to watch. Uh, and so this, this, this general, uh, this general data, data pr- uh, protection regulation coming out of Europe might be the first step. The, the tech sector is running really hot right now. It looks like it's going to run up, hit a new high. Everyone's piling into the sector in, I, you know, this, Keep an eye on this thing. This 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 uh, GDPR might be a bigger thing than people realize. I think it's going to slow down the earnings of some of these big tech companies because they get a lot of their earnings coming out of Europe, and, and, and so this is something you know we're going to watch. Uh, markets appear to be completely unaffected by it this week, particularly the tech sector. I'm not convinced. There's a lot of things starting to work against that sector, and that sector is very 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 expensive. Uh, and, uh, and, and so, uh, this is something over the next couple of weeks, we want to see how this is going to affect and but, but remember it's called the, the GDPR, uh, which stands for general data protection regulation coming out of Europe. Now it doesn't affect if, if you're, we're Americans, it doesn't really affect us, but we're seeing companies, a number of, of internet, uh, uh, websites, engines and different things. A lot of them 
are are just overlaying this over all of their stuff around the world just because they don't want to deal with it and it's hard hard to understand uh you know it's hard to sometimes to break down where these things are coming from so some of some of the particularly the smaller people it's just they're making it a blanket policy and again this is why you're getting these emails about privacy about your settings that are coming in right now it's because of this new european rule so something to think about uh there uh watch this uh, will this affect the tech stocks? The action in the market said no today. We'll give it a couple of weeks and see what happens. Uh, you know, a lot happening. I mean, again, as I write in the Max Out Savings Report this week, really, you know, I don't, rising interest rates, rising dollar, rising oil prices, uh, and rising inflation, I, I don't see how... That doesn't affect the markets over time. And, and uh, you know, I, I think we've been able to kind of dance through a lot of this stuff, but these things just keep building up and building up and building up. And, and, and if you look if you look at past history, things kind of build up, build up, build up, and they don't matter, they don't matter, and they don't matter until they do matter. And, I mean, this goes back in, I mean, 07, uh, you know, we wrote about the uh, – about the uh, – the housing crisis, you know, we called it a perfect storm in the summer with, with housing coming up and financing. And then in October, November, we started warning there were going to be failures of investment banks on Wall Street because of their balance sheet. We specifically laid out the balance sheets in the Max Out Savings Report at the time. It's extremely controversial at the time. And I remember saying, and then, we, you know, I said on the radio, I thought Lehman Brothers was going to fail at the time. And I remember thinking, oh, my God, I'm, this will be my last show. And, and, and so... It's starting to see a lot more and more like that. You're starting to see more problems crop up. You really the the, the surge in interest rates, the surge in the dollar, uh, you know, the surge in 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 uh, oil prices and really inflation. I in the past people when oil went up, everyone would go, oh no, we're going to get inflation. And particularly the last ten years, we haven't seen it. They go, oh, oil's going up to hundred. That's it. We're going to have big inflation. And it wasn't really inflation. What makes this different this time is, is a couple things. It's much harder to hire workers right now. There's a shortage of workers. Wages are going up. Logistics costs are going up. They can't find truckers uh, they, to 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 carry the cargoes. There's a huge you know price you know to try to hire truckers. Uh, commodity prices, not just oil, but grains are going up. Now, keep in mind the Chinese have committed to buy as much uh, far grain as we can produce to try to reduce the trade debt, which is going to put further pressure on grain prices to go up. And we've got a drought in a number of areas of the of the country right now, so grain prices are going up. And, and this is one thing that's not really well understood is interest rates are going up, and this is affecting your retirement plan. Rates are starting to go up. And uh, and, and so uh, this is something we want to sit there and watch and, and see what's going to happen there. Be, because I think rate, interest rates going up is inflationary. This is very controversial. Uh, they, I mean, there's really not good research on this. But interest rates, if I'm running a business or if I'm living at have my house at home or whatever, it, it, my cost is food, it's gasoline, it's insurance, it's uh, 
you know, uh, all types of things, going out to eat, all, you know, those things. But it's also interest if I'm borrowing a, a car on my car or anything else. I'm of a business. I have wage costs. I've got my plant machinery costs. I've got fuel costs. I've got energy costs. Uh, I've I've got paper costs. I've got all types of computer costs. But I also have a cost of borrowing, typically. So so my borrowing costs are going up. So why would interest rates going up not be inflationary if the price of everything else goes up causes inflation, but the price of money goes up doesn't cause inflation? And this and so this is I this I think this is what we're seeing is inflation. I think we're making this trend toward more inflation. And so we want it with your retirement money, you want to start considering some of that stuff and, and understand that it, it, inflation isn't going to be a problem six months from now. It won't be a problem a year from now. The, the infl- Where inflation becomes a pr- problem is, is two, three years in the future when all of a sudden it's gone up to six or seven percent or something has happened. That's when your real danger comes in. So you've got to prepare for it ahead of time because by then it's too late. And so I think there's some ways to do that. But we write about some in the max out savings report like this for now. But the interesting thing right now is short-term rates are going up. So in many cases, you're not paid a whole lot less. We're going to really expand upon this in the max out savings reports here in the future and on the show is you're not paid a whole lot less by staying shorter term. The penalty has kind of gone away. Keep in mind, two years ago, you got zero for short-term rates. Now you can get one and three quarters for short-term rates. That's a huge difference. With So so it, it's much easier to, to, to navigate through this. Something to think about. Tell you what, right after this quick break, we're going to have uh, Nomi Prines on. Uh, Prince, Nomi Prince, excuse me, talking about her new book on the Federal Reserve called Collusion and how central banks rigged the world. The Max Out Saving Show with Ted Gioka will return shortly. To speak with Ted Gioka now, call 713-339-1070. Back in a moment with the Max Out Saving Show. Downtime with your family? That's good. Downtime for your hydraulics-enabled equipment? Not so good. Cranes, specialized haulers, bucket and digger trucks. When they're not working, you're losing ground and money. South Coast Hydraulics can monitor, service, and repair the hydraulic systems that keep your equipment working. South Coast can design and install hydraulic systems for mobile and industrial applications, tool or press systems, complete manufacturing lines. When you think hydraulics, think South Coast Hydraulics. SCHydraulics.com. This is Ted Gioka, host of the Max Out Saving Show, one of Houston's most popular financial radio shows, celebrating over a decade on the air in Houston, Texas. With stocks at record high valuations and interest rates near record lows, you need to have your guard up. You need to have a plan to manage risk to your retirement. Do you? At Max Out Savings Advisors, we have a risk-based value investing approach to your retirement. If you would like some help managing your retirement, go to MaxOutSavings.com to set up an appointment. That's MaxOutSavings.com. Hi, I'm Sam Malone. You know me as the host of The Morning Show right here on AM 1070, The Answer. But I'm also the owner of Houston's cutting-edge media company called 512 New Media. At 512 New Media, we create amazing videos the companies use on their websites. 
telling their story in bold colors with exciting animation and graphics. At 512 New Media, we also shoot television commercials and instructional videos. And if you want to show off your business from the air, we're ready to go with our drone video aircraft. Let us help you create your media message. We're online at 512newmedia.com or call 281-822-8803. 512 New Media is Houston's only media creation and distribution company that's actually owned by someone who's currently on the air. And that gives us an incredible edge when creating content for consumers to use on their laptops, tablets, and smartphones. Standing by to create your message for 512 New Media, 512newmedia.com. We return now to the Max Out Savings Show. Here's Ted Gioka. Welcome back to the Max Out Savings Show. Now we have a special guest, Nomi Prinz, uh, who wrote Collusion, uh, How Central Bankers Rigged the World. Nomi, how are you doing today? I'm great. Thank you for having me on this morning. Well, I really, I read your book. Uh, I, I really enjoyed it, and I actually left it at home. I was reading it at the house, but uh, but it's a fantastic read. And the I, I, I tell you what, it's just how did we go from you know the phone call that probably happened sometime in very early 2000. Nine, maybe late two thousand eight, of Mister President, Mister Mister Chairman of the Central Bank. If we don't do something tonight, the financial system is going to collapse Monday morning, or by the end of the week, we'll have banks shutting down, you know, closing their doors. Uh, to a decade later, we're they're still involved like they are. Yeah, I mean that's an excellent question, and and it, the fact that it's a decade is just really hard to get one's head around. Um, that call, that Sunday night call, and the, those meetings that happened between the Treasury Secretary, Hank Paulson, who had been the CEO of Goldman Sachs, and Ben Bernanke at the chair of the Fed, and Tim Geithner, uh, head of the New York Federal Reserve, and, and, and really a bunch of senior bankers who are very concerned about their own banks and their own books and their own futures, um, got together and, and effectively scare the public and scare Congress. Um, and ultimately utilized the Fed to pour a whole bunch of money into the banking system, not necessarily fix it, not necessarily allow banks that maybe should have failed in addition to fail or people to be jailed for crimes they committed, but just wash this over um, with what has now accumulated to be just in the United States, just from the Federal Reserve. There are other central banks around the world involved, hence the term collusion, $4.5 trillion worth. Of, of free money, of, of conjured money that has not been utilized for the main economy and has, in fact, hurt um, the average citizen by rendering interest rates so low that you don't even really get anything on your savings account. Yeah, well, th- and that's just it. Now, th- they'll say that people can borrow, but th- what's happened is they pushed up asset prices so much that young people can't even borrow to get to get homes anymore because they can't that's afford right, and, that's right. And the conditions for young people um, to get homes or even people who own homes to refinance their homes at these cheaper rates, the cheaper rates that the Fed and other central banks have allowed their private banks to enjoy um, has not really been passed on in the same way to ordinary people. And so what happens is there's, there's so many more stringent requirements for small businesses, for people you know, coming into the housing market and, and people already in it to refinance that the the, the game has sort of been rigged against people because of the financial crisis that was caused by the banks that have enjoyed 
effectively the fruits of that crisis. Yeah, it seemed mostly the big banks. I've actually been in meetings with uh, Congressman Henserling down here in Texas on this, and these smaller bankers are like, we're just getting killed by these these regulations we can't lend to anybody. And I've had friends tell me that that, that, that the ridiculous rules they have to jump through for smaller businesses, and it just really, all the money seems to have gone to Wall Street. Well, that's right. The smaller businesses and smaller banks, and some of those banks have been taken over by the bigger banks along the way um, in these last 10 years because the banks have had the money. Um, and the banks have had the power. And so in a lot of instances, and I don't know to what extent this exists in Houston, but where I am in California, there's been a lot of small banks that have just been taken over in this process because they can't compete, um, and, and they effectively don't have the money to sort of buy each other. And so big banks come in and get them. Um, and that's just a byproduct. That's just one of many byproducts of the entire sort of not just bailout, but just literally subsidies for these larger banks that have committed um, not just crimes that we make up, but actual settlements for for frauds and other kinds of um, cheating over the last 10 years and into the financial crisis to the tune that they have had to pay. Just the top six banks in the country, the biggest six banks, $110 billion of fines, just fines for for crimes and frauds and sort of misleading uh, services and activities that they have been engaged in, um, while smaller banks and smaller businesses and individuals are hurt. Yeah, it's been very, very disappointing. One of the things that, look, I think I'm very sophisticated, and and I read your book, and one of the things that that came out really was how pervasive this was all over the world and I kind of knew all this stuff but then when you pulled it together so brilliantly I'm like oh my you know it's just how damaging were these central bankers to smaller countries where it just had huge groups of people suffering there as well no exactly one of the reasons I I wrote this as a global book um, because we think of, especially in the United States, that it's just the Fed, it's just the U.S. banks. But, but there was a, a, a real collusion, not, not, not the kind of thing discussed necessarily about Russia and, and, you know, whatever, but it's been a real collusion amongst the major central banks of the world, the European Central Bank, the ECB, um, that provides and has provided this, this free money to the private banks in, in Europe, uh, the Bank of Japan that provides it to banks in Japan, or the Bank of England to banks in England, and so forth. And it's all the larger institutions that have gotten the benefit. And, and at, at, on in total, there has been $21 trillion. That's, that is a huge number. That is equivalent to the entire GDP of the United States that currently has been flooded into the system, conjured by the major central banks in the world for their private big banks. I, I can't, you know, that me, is an astronomical number. I saw that. I, I saw the little thing about when the earthquake struck Japan. You pointed out, and then they use that as another excuse to put more money yeah. in. Like, well, that's the thing. They have every single excuse. And, and, and one of the things I did throughout the book, and um, I'm, I'm glad you sort of mentioned the global Yes, of it, because one of the things I did throughout the book is I actually created um, all these chapters on all these countries, not including the Fed, because the Fed was the main character in all of them. So the Fed yeah. doesn't have its own chapter. Yeah, you're right. <laughs> Nomi, you there? And okay, yeah. Yes, I'm here. Yeah. And and one of the things, and one of the reasons for that, and and that example of the earthquake, every single time in the last ten years, there's been the slightest wobble about anything. Some banks somewhere in this in this collision has printed more money. And so even when the Fed started to raise rates um, at the end of 2015 by a little bit, by 25 basis points, the markets um, throughout the world really got afraid that they wouldn't have this cheap money going on forever. The big banks wouldn't um, have it available to the, the larger players. Um, other central banks came in and said, you know what, Fed, if you're going to raise rates, 
we will lower them. And as a result, the European Central Bank, the Bank of Japan, made rates negative. In other words, they basically paid banks to, to get free money. That, that's what negative rates mean um, in, in the process. And so this has been ongoing for over 10 years. It hasn't stopped, even though the Fed has said they are stopping this program. They are, um, the word they use is tapering or reducing their, their book of this $4.5 trillion of assets. They've only reduced it by a little bit. Yet the other central banks have increased their books by more. So there's still more printed money in the world. Yeah, let me ask you something, Naomi. Look, it, this might be a silly question. I don't, know, but we we've had the capitalist system, a free market capitalist system, and then we've had uh, another the communist system, which they say, "Hey, we can do it better." It's socialist. Is a, is this central banking? Is this a new economic system that they're trying? I mean, is this? Do you see where I'm going with this, sir? Yeah. It, 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 it really is, and this is the point I'm really trying to get across um, with the book and what you. You know, been been, been watching um, as well. That the reality is, we used to have before ten years ago a banking system that was absolutely not perfect. I mean, we could go on and on about that. However, they didn't have the availability of sort of free money and conjured money as their kind of subsidy, as their kind of socialism, really, if you will. That that didn't exist. And so what, what has happened over the past 10 years in a, in a global fashion is that all of these central banks have just given money um, to banks with the hopes that somehow this money um, would get into the smaller uh, banks, the smaller communities, the individuals, and, and, and the main economy. And this is the, the real crux of the, the sort of deceit of all of this, and why I use the term collusion besides so that they work together, but there was a real deception involved because all of this was marketed as a way to help the main economy, as a way to get it going, as a way, as you said in the beginning of the show, not to have things crash and, you know, and, and everything to go, um, you know, so it's totally haywire for a long time. But the reality is growth in the United States and particularly in all of these countries um, in, in, in the Eurozone and in Japan and, and England and so forth and the United States has not been more than 2% on average in any one year in this past decade despite this process. Okay. And that tells you how badly it's failed. It's failed. Now, okay, this is a couple things. And I'm, by the way, I've noticed you were just speaking with uh, for the London School of Economics in Europe. And, and so there's been, seems to have been a lot of positive reaction to your book. Uh, but here's the question I have for you. Donald Trump has come in, and the, the Fed has been raising interest rates. Raise, rates are gone, but he deregulated. He cut taxes. People got a little more excited about the economy. So the U.S. economy appears to be kind of picking up in spite of rates going up. Are these central bankers, what are, they, are they noticing that? Or what are they making of that? Well, I think they're very wary that, that if it goes up, will, will it go up for too long? Because there's two things going on. There's the economy. And there's the money that's going into the financial system and into you know the speculative markets. And and even though their theoretical job um, is to watch the economy, is to watch unemployment rates, they they really do watch the markets. And and it, and, and this is one of the things that pointed out throughout the book is that when when markets wobble, the central banks come in and 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 one or all of them print some kind of money in some kind of way. Um, and so that's been what they're watching as well. So they're, they're, they're seeing some of the growth, um, but it's not clear if that's real or if that's simply sort of a money transfer at this point. For example, if taxes get cut, if corporations um, were to spend that money in the country, um, then, of course, there would be sustained growth. 
Um, okay. If they simply, for example, use that money for other purposes, then we don't know. And, and, and the central banks really watch, I think, the markets more than the economy when they make their decisions. And we've been talking a lot about this show in my report about we're ma- I think we're making a transition from a financial economy back to the real economy where jobs, plant, equipment, raises make a difference it, 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 because that helps people. It, but, okay, so where do we go from here? Or do, you, you've had some interesting th- ways that the Fed can do this going forward. What, what are your thoughts? What, how do you think we get out of this? And, by the way, I've, I've been, the, the group – you talk to the smartest people I know in the world, or at least I listen to what they say and stuff, and they're like, we have no idea. But That's what- right. Um, there was never an exit plan to, to, to any of this. I mean, I, I don't know that Ben Bernanke in, in the end of 2008, beginning of 2009, really thought every $21 trillion of coordinated money sort of subsidizing the, the finance and banking system. But he also didn't have an exit plan beyond hoping it would come into the real economy. Um, so, so yes, if it goes into the real economy, which it really hasn't done from, from the Fed's books, it's, it's kind of coming from the outside, um, then, then that would be great. And one of the things that I talk about in the book is, you know, there, there has been this, this whole deluge of, of electronic fabricated money conjured in the last 10 years. What if we actually use that money at this point for productive purposes? We make it go. Um, into the real economy. When I say we, I mean I mean the central banks that created it in the hopes that it would go and you know get get into the big banks and somehow that would sort of sprinkle all over the place. Is that they literally say, look, for example, there is 1.75 trillion dollars of old toxic mortgage assets that represents 26 percent of all of the loans in the mortgage market in the United States in the form of toxic assets on the books of the Fed today. You're that was. Wow. That is a lot. Um, and so, for example, um, that has helped the big banks. It allowed them over the years to get rid of stuff that no one else would buy um, and, and no one else would want and no one else would value at the same high levels that the Fed did. So they got a lot of money um, for not a lot of um, quality product, right? So one thing, for example, that could be done, and this could happen in different countries in different ways, um, is, is that money, those assets could be um, – Unwound, but not not sold off. When the Fed starts to set really taper to really sell their assets, it will really hurt the market. It will make it even harder for people to get mortgages. It will make it even harder um, for people to basically you know expand their businesses and get credit and all of that. So in order to avoid that credit problem, which was at the crux of the last crisis, um, we we need to figure out a way to divert the money that they have spent without spending more money into the real economy. The way to do that is to basically flip those mortgages or flip the government bonds that they already have on their books um, into basically the same kinds of, of, of securities, but that they, we, we require those that funding to go into the real economy. Like X percent has to go into factories. X percent has to go into, you know, building bridges and um, ports um, or you know, solidifying board, whatever it might be. Um, and, and so those are the things that need to be done. Um, engineering uh, programs, um, you know, so, high-speed so, railways. So, just so, I, yeah, so, I so I understand is they have this $1.7 trillion. As is, is that money comes back to them, you, you package it, and as that money comes back to them, it maybe go, goes back to some projects right. that Congress it, approves it, or something like that. Yeah, and Congress almost does. I mean, the thing about all the Fed's money, which is very interesting, is that Congress, no one has any control over the money that the Fed has printed. It's Even though Congress, um, you know, created the act, passed the act in 1913 that created the Fed, even though Congress um, has the ability to reject or accept 
um, say, President Trump's appointees to the Fed and the Board of Governors at the Fed. The reality is they have no jurisdiction over how much the Fed spends. So in a way, they can suggest it, which I think they should. Um, they can require it in a way that there's a combination of a program between the Fed and, and, and Congress. Um, but the Fed ultimately has the power today to turn around because they've had no exit plan and say, look, this could be an exit plan. We don't change the size of our book dramatically because that will freak out the markets. What we do is we, like, immediately, and this happens all the time, this happens all the time in finance. You take back old debt, you reissue new debt, but you issue it for a purpose. So I'm going to allow for the fact that there's still a lot of money subsidizing the system that the central banks have created because we have to deal with the practicalities of, of today. Yes. I wouldn't have done this, you know, 10 years ago, but we're dealing with today, and we don't want to hurt everyone today. Um, but literally do it as a flip, just like literally Goldman Sachs, you know, JP, all these banks do this every single day um, with themselves and with their customers and say, look, okay, now this money, rather than buying assets, rather than buying just, just securities on paper um, that are collections of real mortgages, it goes into development. Um, and this is where it goes. And this is um, the and, way and, to wind down, maybe with mortgages on the development. So in the end, the for, money's for wound back, but we've got the infrastructure in place. That's exactly right. And then we don't have to have battles in Congress about, you know, $10 billion here or $20 billion there. There's, there's trillions available if, if, if we were to do any, any part of that. That's fascinating. I mean, that's one of the best ideas I've I've heard in a, in a while because it, it's really like we were saying. You really talk to the, you probably actually talk to a lot of these. I talked to some of them, a couple of them, but but you probably talk to a lot of them, the smartest people in the world, and you get the same thing from these people. It's like we don't know how they're going to get out of this. Right, and they don't and they don't want to be there when the crisis happens. I mean, a lot of the problem with these people is they think they can ride out their term, keep doing what they're doing because it's not awful. Um, it doesn't work, but it's not awful, um, and just get out and sort of go on to their next job before anything falls apart. I mean, so there's a there's a weird sort of mentality involved in this too that we have to get around. Yeah, now it, it's been disapp- I, I really have been shocked at the Federal Reserve and tremendously disappointed. I, I think that this, I, like I said, I mean, I think they've really kind of. Uh, gone off the deep end. And and, and I've had talks with the chairman of the Financial Services Committee, and he's like, Ted, we can't even control their budget, and now they're the biggest regulator in the country. And, you know, he's one of the most powerful people in Washington, and he's telling me this. And and, and so it's, you know, uh, is there a sense when you're talking to people that they're getting pretty fed up, so to speak, with, with the Federal Reserve and the central banks? Yes, and and it's it's really interesting in the last few months. I think even with all the other stuff going on in the news, that that there, I, I'm feeling that there's a real kind of fear that if this gets unwound wrong or, or continues for too long, it could cause a real massive crisis, which is what I and some others have been saying it, it could if it happens in, in the wrong way. And, and and I just don't think they understand or, or, or conceive of an exit plan. And so they really have to be open. And, and I know that Congress has, a you know, that because of the sort of line between the two um, and because there's no there's no limitation. There's there's no legal limitation to what the Fed can do, how much it can manufacture. It just doesn't exist. Um, but that makes it more problematic. But at the end of the day, these are conversations that need to ha- be had between the leaders of, of these central banks throughout the world, um, you know, through government officials who don't want a crisis and need a solution. Because it's one thing to say, and I've said this, you know, like you, we, obviously no one wants another financial crisis. Um, but that said, we're creating one by all this extra money, the debt that it's created on the back of it, not having helped the real sort of main street economy, and so that's that's a problem waiting to happen. And so we need to deal with 
that practicality um, today. When I have talked in Congress about this, and, and I've been on a book tour the last bit of time since the book came out, but before that, I spent a lot of time on both sides of the aisle talking to people and just explaining, look, um, you know, this this is a real issue. Uh, there can be a solution, but it requires sort of senior people coming together and and. and Dealing with the reality of, of where we're at. Oh, today, it's a huge issue for our I, times. Know me. I tell you, the, the book. Uh, what's the book? Uh, could you? Uh, what's the book called? So it's collusion. Okay. How central bankers rigged the world. Um, it, it's on Amazon. It's on. You know, I know it's on it's in, in Houston's uh, local bookstores as well. Um, and you, 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 um, uh, yeah, no, me Prines is uh, no. It's it's Prince, right? Yes. Yeah, Prince is P R I N S. Yeah, and and so uh, it's a great book. I've read the book. It, 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 if you read this book, you'll really understand what these central bankers have done around the world and how they've colluded. And as much as I know, and people know, I've really been on top of this as much as anybody. When she puts it together, it's really shocking. And, and by the way, I really like some of your ideas and what to do on this. I think this is really one of the major problems for our times. Is this right now? No, me and I, I appreciate you coming on the Max Out Saving Show today. Thank you so much for having me on. Okay. Hey, Nomi, hold up just through just a minute. We're gonna. Uh, I'm, I've got to just wrap the show up. I'd just like to talk to you real quick. Sure. Thank you. I appreciate everyone listening to the Max Out Saving Show. And remember, our motto and our philosophy is to save aggressively and invest conservatively. That's the key to building up wealth over the long term. This has been the Max Out Savings Show with Ted Gioka, a presentation of Max Out Savings Advisors. Join us next Saturday at 10 a.m. for the Max Out Savings Show with Ted Gioka on AM 1070, The Answer. Three-star general, Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never before seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.